The Ryan and Rush Show is brought to you by Vision Homes. If you're looking to build a home in North Central West Virginia, visit askvisionhomes.com. Vision Homes, building you a house you're proud to call home. And don't forget to subscribe to The Ryan and Rush Show, but don't take our word for it. Take Coach Neelan's. Hi, this is Coach Don Neelan, and you're watching The Ryan and Rush Show. Please subscribe. And we welcome you in to another edition of the Ryan and Rush Show, your source for West Virginia sports. Well, Ryan, there's no sugarcoating this. Our favorite organization, that is the NCAA, just does it again and just shows how out of touch they are uh, with just, I feel like, the everyday common person. They're doing a great job of shooting themselves in the foot when it comes to their business model, or, you know, with the college football playoff. And then obviously, it's an organization that wants to be a governing head, but then kind of wants to leave it up to the, you know, the conferences to figure things out, but they still want the last say in everything, whether it's a college football playoff, what may become like a March madness committee, like they're losing their best sports and best revenue. And I think this is just one of many examples with Raekwon battle um, that they just keep like, none of this makes sense. And I know we won't go heavy into the waiver and, and everything involved in, in this situation and Raekwon battles reasoning, for asking for this exemption that's on Raekwon. And if he ever wants to release it or it goes out there, that's on him and his time. Um, but th th there's a lot of layers to this, Ryan. But again, I think this all leads to just the NCAA just does it again and backtracks on what they say they're going to do and then allow. And then it comes out today where, hey, we might loosen it up next year. And then it's like, of course, that doesn't help the people going on this year. They're at it again, Ryan. Yeah, and we're not the only school that got somebody denied. And I mean, we'll see. We'll see if the appeal, what happens with the appeal. Because one thing we've learned about the NCAA, to keep it quite frank, they're a bunch of cowards. If you apply some pressure to them, they most likely will cave if, if it's a situation that they don't want in the public eye, where it could look negative on them. Ironically, they always look negative, but they don't really see it. It's, it's a group of individuals that sit in their little tower in Indianapolis and make decisions and have no feel based off of the regular average student athlete, regular person. So, I mean, and, and the other thing, if it was a different school, if it was a blue blood, I can guarantee he would have been eligible. Yeah. And I think there's something to, what Kansas basically did as much as we can't stand them and want to call them a yeah. bunch of cheaters and playing with ineligible people, you could still learn a thing from Kansas in the extent of never no. like deny yeah. wrongdoing, just yeah. say, no, yeah. it's your fault. Nope. It's yep. your problem. Like there is something to that. Like the, if you notice, I feel like the teams that get in trouble with things are the ones that say, Hey, we'll self-impose making it kind of seem like, yeah, you know, they want to plead like that. No contest. And it, it's it, no, just, just say no, push back, fight back because you're right. They are a bunch of cowards. They, they, they're just out of touch people that want to just work off the backs of, you know, hardworking individuals. They still love to use the term student athletes, right? They are students first. Like, come on. Are you kidding me? Like, and, and honestly, it's going to still take a second, but they're going to get what's coming, Ryan, with, with the whole, you know, College football playoff will be its own governing body. They've already met and discussed that. Like that's a couple years from now. I know this is a basketball episode and more about the West Virginia basketball, but th th I'm sure there's a March Madness committee that's right behind the corner. Like next thing you know, they're going to be just twiddling their thumbs and being like an Olympic only college 
league. And even then, who knows yeah. what, what, what can happen there. And it's just, they've done this to themselves. They've haven't, they don't have the spine to be the overall organizational body and make rules that make sense for everyone and keep the playing field even, but they still want all the money. So they're going to do just enough to twiddle in there. But going back to, to this Raekwon battle situation, because we can vent around the NCA all we want. There is still a season to be played. There's still a, obviously with all the headlines that everything that went off in this off season, just another one that just continues is how, before we before we address the team, there is going to be an appeal process for Ray, Raekwon Battle. Josh, mm-hmm. you know, the, it came out today on Twitter that Josh and, and the team are going to figure out how to do this. You're having the attorney general uh, for West Virginia get involved with this. And, hey, if, if this works out uh, because I think it's Patrick Morrissey does it, hey, uh, for go ahead. Be our next governor because that's that's what I want to see. Honestly, that's what that's what I want to see out of out of our elected officials is, is standing up. Um, for this sort of thing. So this is definitely going to get pushback. And I think this goes to what you're saying. If you get the right type of pushback, the appeal might work out. Yeah, it's happened more and more where we just saw North Carolina football where they got personal with, uh, with, with the NCAA and basically threatened to sue them. And the NCAA randomly four games in like, all right, he's eligible. Quez Walker's the name. <laughs> it's it's an absolute joke they they don't know what they're doing they kind of just go flow with the wind and they treat every school differently there is no consistency there is no guidelines they kind of they they like i said they go with the wind like they say one thing six months before this and then six months and something different but like you said there is a season I, it wouldn't shock me if, for some reason, Raekwon battle, the thing flips all of a sudden if they get enough pushback. You mentioned it. Multiple politicians are getting involved, and that's what we need. We, we need everybody involved, too, so that the NCAA hears it because we know that they will cave if you apply enough pressure. It's kind of sad that you have to go that route because it really doesn't come down to the kid's waiver, Raekwon's waiver that has situations in there that warrants a waiver, and that's personal. Um but unfortunately, the NCAA is just worried about saving what little face they have left. So, But there's multiple guys that are going to have to step up for how much ever time uh, Raekwon misses. Yeah, and, and speaking of that, Ryan, uh, something I'm thinking about, obviously, as this news is coming out, is we talked about it all offseason, especially during the transfer portal, where there was questions if you know Kobe and Seth were going to stay. Um, and thank Thank goodness they they did, and especially Seth Wilson was going around uh, today as well. He's like, I just I thought about it, I prayed on it, it just felt right to be here. I felt it in my heart, and I think that's a lesson for all of us out there. Is a, well, a couple things is is one is sometimes you don't know how your opportunity is going to come. Sometimes it, it it may just not seem like the clearest path, but if you feel like you're where you're supposed to be, where you are is there's there's a reason you feel that way that your time will come and I think it shows Ryan right is whether it's the NFL any professional sports organization amateur whether it's your local elementary school you know baseball team if you are a good player and you do good things and you go out there with something to prove you will get playing time at the end of the day it is about winning still and I I think what what seemed seemed like such a crowded I guess room uh, uh, what you know before everything that kind of went down is now showing like it's showing very well for Kobe and Seth that was like you know there were there were some guys that wanted you know other people that wanted them out 
and, and mm-hmm. didn't want them on this team. And, and we were the ones saying like, we could see them exiting in the transfer portal and, and they would have every right to do so. You should go where you get playing time and what's best for your situation. But we also said, be very careful if that ends up happening. And now we're seeing why we were so like, hey, these guys need to stay. So talk about you know it being your former employer, being the video coordinator for the basketball team, Ryan, is the dynamic. Because let's assume Raekwon's going to be out. I think that's the way you have to assume. Um, yep. and, and hopefully you're right. Hopefully all of a sudden the Big 12 schedule comes around and be like, oh, look, Raekwon's uh, eligible. But now that he's not, how do you see this? this dynamic playing out. Well, and real quick to, to one last thing on the Raekwon yeah. thing. It kind of reminds me of Gabe Osaboyan situation, his first year. I think people forget he, he had to miss the first three, four games because his waiver took forever. And then finally got, we appealed it and it got overturned. So um, it could be a similar thing where he misses the first three to four games or misses the half of the conference. You don't know. Yeah. I mean, the NCAA works on their own schedule, but <laughs> I think Seth had a perfect quote. I just was pulling up his quote. Yeah. Um, he's a man of faith, and he, he he it was chaotic, a stressful summer, but his heart was here, and he wanted to be here, so he decided to return. And a guy that's put the work in, gotten better each and every year, um, that's been in this system, it's good to see a guy uh, stay ready, do things the right way, be be a be a be a citizen of Morgantown, West Virginia University. Um, that represents himself well. And, and that's what he's done. Him and Kobe, they're both really good guys. They have waited their turn. They are exactly what a college basketball player is supposed to be. Stay, stay in school, stay with the process. When it's your turn and it's your number and you're called on, take advantage of it. And that's, what's going to mm-hmm. happen with Seth. I think he's going to have a big year. Uh, I mean, when he, when he had, when he was called on last year, he's playing behind Eric Stevenson. You go to the Texas tech game. We were one in six in league play. The, the team did not have it that night. Emmett was banged up, and and Hugs went to the bench. He went to Kobe, Seth, Josiah, and that second unit got us that win in Lubbock that kind of got us on a roll. So we've seen these guys have success. He had a big three against Maryland when Eric wasn't having his best game, multiple games. So, I mean, he's been in this role. It's going to get expanded now, um, and I expect him to run with it. I, I think this team is still fine, and I honestly still do think we will get Raekwon back, but you have to assume – uh, the worst right now until he is back. And I think there's a dynamic to this as well, that obviously as Josh is trying to get rid of the interim tag and become the head coach is I, I, I would like to think that Ren and the rest of the university, those who are calling the shots in terms of our next head coach is that they understand the circumstances, how, you know, this all played out and how, you know, maybe, we were thinking potentially with Raekwon Wright for Josh to get the job is he had to, you know, be top four or five in the big 12, you know, get to the second weekend in March, but by eliminating, you know, Raekwon is hopefully that, that also come. Does that make sense? Like that it comes down with like that. The expectations are set for what he's exactly. The expectations are what they are. And I think I think we can still do a lot with this team without Raekwon. Like I said, we it's, thank goodness for for the Seth, the Kobe, the Josiah, the the those that have been through it all and been able to keep that that foundation, their that level headedness 
through all this. And we've talked about this on the Big 12 show uh, that we do with Troy. We've talked about it on here. We're kind of getting to a point where there's just been so much chaos basically since that March Madness game, Ryan, or even before that, if you really, there's been so much chaos with this team this whole year, the year of 2023, that now when the season comes, the easiest part is to play basketball. And there is something to be said about that, especially when you get adversity in games, you go through the gauntlet of the big 12, you you know, teams start to to wear down. And when we feel like our team has gone through so much of just, the BS, to be quite frank, that now you only have to focus on playing. I think a lot of good things can come from that as well. A hundred percent. And, you know, I look I look at the coaching staff and a guy that spoke today was Alex Ruoff, former yeah. Mountaineer, uh, great here in uh, Morgantown. He played four minutes a game his freshman year. He didn't get off the bench with, with, with John Beeline's first year, but, you know, he did. He kept working. Uh, he, he worked himself into the rotation Beeline's last year. And then he really took off when Hugs got the job and worked himself into the all-time leading three-point shooter in, in program history. So, I, I mean, he, he's got a great guy right there that's played the shooting guard position for the for the Mountaineers. So mm-hmm. this is just – I mean, it's another thing. It's another uh, sense of adversity that this team and this group has had to uh, endure. But I that's why I think this team is going to be a lot better than what people think. The, playing basketball is going to be the easiest thing for this group since uh everything that happened unfortunately last spring yeah yeah and there's of course like we said there's something to be said about that uh of course we're hoping the appeal goes through the appeal's done right and the ncaa does the right thing and gets uh raekwon eligible but you know you gotta press forward like that that's not the case and figure it out from there i know uh mm-hmm. i think josh was talking today or, or yesterday about how this team looks you know when we pass the ball and, and doing things right. Offensively looking really good. The defense is going to need to catch up a bit, but with, that's something we expected. And obviously there's, there's plenty of time to do that and get it right. But as we kind of start to talk about this team and we're doing a preview series next week with some of the staff on the basketball team is I think a big thing that this team can be good at that maybe we haven't seen it pa- past years or at least consistently done in past years is kind of making that extra pass on offense. It, and I think the what I mean by that is obviously literally when you're playing offense, sometimes, you know, you have an extra pass or two, you know, this Ryan is it frees up someone like the defense can't always catch up. And sometimes it's about getting that extra pass rather than shooting or dribbling. And I think what that is, it's, it's a microcosm of what this team is, is if this team is bought in to the idea of this is teamwork, it's not one or anyone else. It's not a showcase. It's we all have to do this together you know, live together, die alone. I I think that's where everyone rises up together and, and we see a very successful Mountaineer team this year. Like, and I think that I really think that dynamics there, it's, it, it, you can kind of see it when we've talked to people in the building, when we've seen them on social media, that just the activities they're doing. And I think it starts with Josh and Josh has done a great, Josh has done a great job this off season of being, Hey, we're all in this together. And I think, yeah, yep. when when you have that and you go into the basketball, great things are going to happen. So, what? yeah, and they everybody's rowing the boat the same way in that building. It wasn't the case there for a little bit, but now with the group that they have and 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 the dust settles, everybody in that building is rowing the boat the same way, and that's mm-hmm. all you can ask for. And you got to have it that way. You can't have one guy that thinks that he's above the team 
that thinks he's more important than he is, and that 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 kills your locker room. And once your locker room's done, your team's done. I don't care if you score thirty points a game, you're you're not going to have a good year. Um, so yeah, no, I I, I expect and Kirk Kreese, I mean he he's been the point guard of a thirty plus win team back to back years. He because he shares the ball, he gets the ball up the floor, mm-hmm. uh, uh, he advances the ball really well in the open floor. Jesse Edwards, uh, he, he's an unselfish guy as well. Uh, we saw that at Syracuse. And if anything, he's too unselfish, to be honest. So this is going to be an unselfish team. I expect them to share the ball, kind of like all their the coaches on the staff. All those yep. guys, as good as players Deshaun Butler is, he at times is too unselfish. Ruoff, uh, too unselfish. And obviously Jordan McCabe's a uh, pass first guy at the point guard position himself. And so I, I, expect, I expect this team to uh, gel still uh, well together. Yeah, and uh, looking forward to also all the size we've acquired mm-hmm. uh, in the offseason through the portal, like a cook, a cook. Obviously, yep. um, you brought up those other guys. Slinsky is – feel like this team actually has has a good bit of size. And, it, hey, it's going to – we're going to have to rely on, you know, maybe some people that aren't as experienced or been injured in the past or still figuring things out. And Ofri, uh, Bimbry, it's it's definitely going to be that next man up mentality. So excited to see it. I'm excited for this dynamic. You know, it's going to be a work in progress. And I think as, as Mountaineer fans and as Mountaineer faithful, we need to be I, – I, I know Josh said don't be – it's not about necessarily being patient. It's about kind of cheering these guys on. And I want to echo that. But I also don't think – you know, I'm not Josh. I'm just calling it from myself is – I think there will still be need a little patience involved with Supportive. this team. Yeah, it's co- yeah. patient support, right? It, it's growing. There's there may be some growing pains, but that but that's okay. It's 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 the start of the product. It's not it's not the end product. So, yeah. um, but excited. Hey, November sixth is can't get here soon enough. Uh, it's gonna be great. Missouri State comes to good old Morgantown. Um, and before kind of finish on a couple notes before that. Uh, George Mason comes to town uh, from good old Fairfax, Virginia. That'll be here Friday. Um, I'm not sure. I'm assuming the game's at seven o'clock, Ryan. Yeah, uh, I think on it, the plus. Yep. So I think a charity expect charity exhibition. Uh, the money will go to the Children's Hospital here, which obviously is a great cause. Um, so no, no one to be asking for free tickets, right? We're, we're, we're helping yeah. charity in this, in this situation. So could be cheap and donate. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, but Hey, go check that out. We, you know, George Mason is that we, we were around them growing up, Ryan. Uh, obviously we remember them with, uh, Jim Laranega, but Hey, a pretty, pretty solid team. That's, that's done well over the years. I'm not obviously sure how they're supposed to be this year, but I, it will give us a good, uh, feel of, of, of what we're capable of. Uh, yeah, a, a program that's in a transition period himself. You mentioned Jim Laranega. Well, he went to his camps growing up. Well, his starting point guard is now the head ball coach, Tony Skin. So kind of coming right. full circle from uh, their 2006 Final Four team and in, in, uh, with the Patriots. So, yeah, man, a lot of good memories at, at George Mason camp. So, yeah, I, that's a good test. I mean, they're a good A-10 program. Obviously got a winning history. But, yeah, I mean, everybody gets to the Coliseum, donate to the Children's Hospital. And uh, yeah, looking forward to finally playing somebody other than ourselves. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Literally and metaphorically, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we played ourselves enough this offseason. <laughs> uh, we're going to end this episode, of course, on a light note and a shout out to a former uh, Ryan and Rush show guest, uh, Jay Jacobs. Incredible career. 
uh, in the booth. Um, obviously, played with Jerry West here. Uh, go, great interview we had with him. Hilarious interview. It's actually one, one of the most fun interviews uh, I think we've ever done, Ryan, and probably will ever do. The guy's a character. Uh, not only is he the color guy, but he's full of color as, as well. Um, Jay, incredible career. I know you were with him uh, closely, Ryan, of course, to your basketball days and got to know him well. Um, I would love to hear what you have to say about the good old Jay Jacobs. Yeah, the, the goat, man. He's he, he's fantastic. Him and his wife, Bonnie. I, I probably talk, Jay and I probably try to at least get on the phone with each other once a month. So I we catch up. And last time I talked to him, I think it was a week and a half ago, maybe two weeks. And he told me, he was gonna he was gonna shut it down and it was gonna get announced. He, he's gonna do one last game. I think it's the St. John's game. The Patino game. Yep. Yeah, and he's he's at peace. He's at peace. It was time. Um, I always thought he was gonna go out when hugs went out. Obviously, the hug situation is its own situation, but I, I always felt like he was gonna shut it down whenever hugs shut it down. Him and hugs is that radio show with with Tony. I mean. There will never be another radio show like that. So obviously, <laughs> unbelievable cool. career, Hall, Hall of Fame, West Virginia, uh, fifty plus years. Whether it's TV, radio, um, really happy for you, my friend, and looking forward to getting you back on the show. And of course, uh, I'm glad that you're going to be spending time with uh, your better half, Bonnie. So mm-hmm. great people there in Frederick, Maryland. And I got I got to go visit him at the bagel shop next time I stop. There by you there. go. I, I there's. Hugs and Jacobs, just yeah. with Tony. The best. It, the best. It was nothing was about basketball, like That's at all. <laughs> it just, it was great, just yep. talking about life stories. But anyway, definitely uh, one that a big hole to fill, but it's a hole you you can't fill. There's only one Jay Jacobs. Yeah. And again, thank you so much, Jay, for all you've done. Uh, Ryan, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, we do have a football season to still be played and uh, one that needs to get <laughs> yeah, turned around here pretty quickly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. At the bounce house in Orlando, play UCF. Uh, go check out if you haven't yet behind enemy lines had Adam Eaton on, not the baseball player, but from the sons of UCF podcast uh, yesterday went behind enemy lines with him and we'll do our keys to victory tomorrow as well. Um, again, I love you all appreciate the support as always. And we will see you again later. Have a good one. Let's go Mountaineers.